Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. We're in the season season of Tuba Shabbat, and uh, this time we're going to talk about uh, great growth in hope. Uh, we spoke about the season of Tuba Shabbat the last time we met here. We spoke about how it's time for us to reach forward to grow uh, and extend our roots and press on the higher heights to, re- to reach the potential and goal that God has given or placed before us since the beginning of time, since the beginning of our lives, actually. Um, Jeremiah 17, 7 says, Most blessed is the man who believes, trusts in, and relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence the Lord is. So it's not something just that we randomly pull out of there. No, our hope is in the Lord, and that gives us the confidence to move on and reach for those higher heights, extend our roots out to help ourselves and to help other people. Verse 8 says, For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters and spreads out its roots by the river, and it shall not see and fear when heat comes. Circumstances come when that comes. We're not going to fear it. But its leaf shall be green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease yielding fruit. We are still moving through with prayer. When we keep our eye and focus on God, Nothing can uh, harm us. Nothing can stop us from doing what God wants us to do and has plans for us to do. And I like that part when it says, when the heat comes, and it's going to come because the enemy is constantly trying to uh, get us off of our course. So we need to make sure that when that time comes, we're not going to, uh-oh, and I'm spilling water all over. (laughs) I thought the top was on. (laughs) Let's stay in one spot, so. <laughs> but uh, we, won't, we don't have to keep our eye on it. Like all the stuff we're going through and what we went through last year, people's eyes are still on what's going on and what has happened during the time and all the stuff. That, but we don't have to keep our eye focused on that and fear what's going on because God is going to see us through it. The hope, and hope in him is going to see us through it, no matter if we get it, if we don't get it. And, and look at all the lies that are out there, and we can't just, you know, let that go into our ears and not use our minds and our uh, intellect to think, okay, what does the Bible say about this? What does God say about this? You know, he, you know, for the Jewish people, they had mezuzahs, he put the blood on the doorposts, and all that will pass by. Well, we need to remember that now, during this time, that, you know what, God, I have my mezuzah, but more than that, I have the blood of Jesus covering me, and I am not going to go through this. And if I do, it's not going to be anything, you know, because, of course, being around other people, but, but still, even being around other people, that doesn't mean you have to get it. And most people, I was listening to some people, and they're so fearful that they're going to get COVID. And, and how many strains can it have? <laughs> how many... How many strains can it have? We haven't heard about nobody having a regular cold. We haven't heard about the flu anymore. 
And, and it seems like more people have died from the flu. I think it was like 67,000 people a year die from the flu. Well, nobody said anything about that. <laughs> but now it's just like this is just the enemy trying to keep us from doing what God wants us to do. He's trying to keep us from coming together. He's trying to keep, get our mind off of the, what God says and focus on what the world is saying. And we need to remember that we don't have to fear this. And we don't have to listen and pay attention to everything that the world is saying because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as long as we're doing what God wants us to do and just stay focused on that, then we don't have to worry about what's going on around us. Amen. We touched on how we are compared to trees in the Bible, how the same elements they need to survive, we do too. Out of that, we learn a few lessons to help us grow like the trees. Let go of the past. (laughs) Let go of the past. Trust in and rely on the Lord that he will heal your heart, change your outlook, and bring you through, bring you through the circumstances. And how many times, so many times we need our hearts healed. People do things to us, and some of them don't even know it. (laughs) So we have to remember just, okay, let go of the past. I'm keeping this all inside me and carrying it around like a weight. And other people have gone on with their lives. And here we are feeling bad and all that. Well, let go of the past so it's not weighing you down. Uh, Growth of any kind takes time. When we plant goodness and seeds of faith inside ourselves, we will see a harvest. And all we need is have faith and hope. Number three, plant today. It's never too late. And sometimes we think, that or I've heard people many times say, oh, it's too late for me. I can't do this. Well, it's never too late. We don't, uh, don't wait to get started before learning God's plan for your life. The seeds we plant today in our lives, we will see flourish in our next generation. And those that we touch, the seeds that we plant of faith will touch people around us. I mean, I mean, give life to others is the next one. What we've learned, uh, some through trial and error. I think we've all gone through some trials and (laughs) had a few errors, but we learned from it. We need to pass that knowledge and that wisdom onto our children, onto others, uh, and be an inspiration. And even uh, even in this church, um, people have gone through so much. We they come up for prayer all the time. Pastors talking about it all the time, but they've come out of it. So we're not the only ones going through life's journey with you know some circumstances and and it's good to see okay they went through that they went through that I can go through this you know with the help of God and just be an inspiration to those that are going through it there's new Christians that come through all the time uh and old Christians (laughs) and sometimes we forget okay why am I going through this God I know somebody right now that we've been praying for uh is going through some health issues and she's like questioning God, why? And it's like, you know what? Stop questioning God. He already told you what he's going to do. We just have to, you know, make sure that we're not questioning and letting the negative in and just thank you, God, for my healing and just work through it and keep going and and read the word, quote the word so you're not letting that doubt come in. Because what does the Bible say about doubt? A double-minded person is unstable in all of his ways. And I'm like, when I heard that and we were praying, I was like, oh, God, please, let, 
<laughs> let her see what she's saying and thinking and turn that around so she can be healed, get her healing. And a lot of times when we pray for people, we believe that they're going to get healed. We believe they're going to come out of it. But if they don't have that inside themselves, no matter how much we pray, it's not going to happen because they have to believe. And sometimes we forget that, God, I prayed for that person. Why didn't this happen? <laughs> and sometimes it's like, God, I prayed. Why didn't it happen? Well, it just didn't happen the way we wanted it to, but it happened the way God wants it to. That's like me with my hips. I had to get both my hips resurfaced. And it's like, okay, I'm believing for a healing. So I don't have to go through that. <laughs> I mean, and I stood on that for years and years. And then finally I just, okay, God, I am tired of standing. Whatever way you want me to have it, I'm going to have it. So I had the surgery. But he gave me a supernatural, sur a supernatural recovery. I had no pain. They were all, like, shocked. <laughs> I, I was moving around before they thought I should be moving around. And, uh, and then they told me, well, you can't cross your legs, you can't wear heels, and I do both. And it's like, thank you, God. <laughs> it wasn't the way I wanted it, but, thank, you know, because I'm like, I know you can replace these bones. <laughs> and you can put that collagen or whatever back in there, you know, so I don't have to go through it. But, um, and now I tell them all the time, I know you can change these metal pieces in here into my regular bones. So, I, you know, the next x-ray I get, I want to hear, hey, your bones look absolutely wonderful. <laughs> you know, the Bible tells us to try him, you know, and remind him. So I do it all the time. Okay, God, now I know. <laughs> you didn't do it the other way that I wanted. But this time, I know you can change these metal pieces into uh, bones. <laughs> And number five was deframe darkness. Darkness and brokenness often surrounds us before we, uh, before we break through the surface. And, and we all know that. So it's not anything new. Things happen before we have our breakthrough. Uh, but the worst moments at times open the door for the greatest light and victory. Um, and I thought, it said, don't look at the, at it the same as before, what we went through, deframe it and call it something else. See through what we've gone through and, uh, and don't dwell on that, but look at it from a different perspective. Like I said about my hips, I want to remind you, God, <laughs> he's going to change these uh, titanium hips into regular bone. <laughs> Number six, search for the sky. When we get saved or go through a battle, we seem fragile, just like a new tree. Um, that tree looks like it's trying to touch the sky, which eventually it will. And uh, we are to do the same thing. Uh, the higher we aim, the more we listen to God's word, voice and study who he says we are, the more motivated we will be to reach for greatness. And, you know, and I thought about that, and I was like, man... We are to, and actually what that is saying is we need to grow up. <laughs> We're growing up. Even though we go through everything and when we study what God's uh, word says about us and believe and take it to heart about who he says we are, we are overcomers. We are the uh, children of God. We can do all things through Christ. Then we're, it, it should motivate us. And we can be more motivated to reach for greatness and do what God has called us to do. Not only do what he's called us to do, 
do what's in our heart to do. Amen. Hope comes as we move forward a future that, uh, that even our best efforts can't guarantee. It takes a leap of faith. So you can't have hope without faith. <laughs> According to the dictionary, these words also mean we have hope, aspiration, desire, expectation, ambition, aim, plan, write it down, a dream, longing, confidence, trust, and assurance. All of those words mean hope. How many times have we used these words? And I thought about that. I said, man, we've said a we use those a lot all the time. I have hope I'm going to do this. I have plans I'm going to do this. I have dreams about this. And it's like, you know, we, we need to remind ourselves of that when things come that seem to block our progress. Amen. <clears throat> we need to remind ourselves we have an expectation. We have ambition to move forward from where we are. We have hope that God's going to help us move and cause things to come into our path that will help us progress to the next level. Isaiah 40, 29 says, He gives power to the faint and weary, and to him who has no might, he increases strength, causing it to multiply, making it to abound. And I read that, and I said, man, I I need to read Isaiah more. (laughs) Because sometimes we forget about that. It says he, he he gives power to us. And uh, when we're going through things, sometimes we forget about that power that he says he's going to give us. And we need to remind him that his word says he's going to give us power <laughs> to, to withstand whatever we're going through. Amen. The spiritual or biblical definition of hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised and its strength is in his faithfulness. Not what we're doing. It's in his faithfulness. And I'm like. Why is there so many different definitions of hope? <laughs> but I thought, I like this one. Confident expectation. And when our prayer team goes up, I always tell them, when you go forward to pray for people, or even if you're just praying for people that you normally run into, you have to have an expectation that whatever they need is going to be met. And if you can't have that expectation, then you don't need to pray for anybody because they're wanting us to have the expectation so they can grab a hold of that strength and say, yeah, they prayed for me. Now I am expecting something. And sometimes when we pray for people, we need to let them know that. We are expecting to see a miracle. I am expecting you to come back and give me a praise report. <laughs> and so when you put that in their minds, a lot of times it helps them. So, yeah, yeah, I got my healing. I might not see it right now, but it's coming. It's coming, and I'm going to have a great praise report to tell everybody. Amen. And, I, and we see that with Pastor all the time and when he talks about lion when he talks about pastor tis and when you see miracles like that happen and hear that happens i mean that just builds us up so much it gives us the strength to go yeah if that can happen to them it can happen to me and even though it might not be the same thing thank god we don't have to have the same thing but whatever it is i know that i can get a miracle because they got a miracle Amen. Romans 5, 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which was given to us. And I'm like, okay, 
He's given us hope. The Holy Spirit has given us hope. He's given us the Holy Spirit. Why? To help us grow, to help to give us hope in what God's word says. As we think about hope, we must consider its characteristics, the characteristics of hope. How do we identify what hope is in our lives? The characteristics of hope involves optimistic thinking and focusing on good things to come. Hope is more than a wish or feel-good emotion. Uh, No negative thoughts. We need to remind that. Don't let any negative thoughts come in. Pastor says that all the time. (laughs) Don't be around negative people. If they do, shut them down. If you're with them and they say something, just shut them down. No, we're not going to be talking about that. I don't want to hear that. Let's think about the good part in this thing. Um, It's an action-oriented strength. Involving the motivation and confidence that goals can be reached. And how many times do we need to know that, okay, I have this plan, and you have to have the motivation to know that if I follow the plan, if I do what God tells me to do, I'm going to reach my goal. And if you, that's why people just say put little um, stick post-its on your mirrors to remind you <laughs> when you get up and go in the bathroom to brush your teeth or whatever and comb your hair, you see it. So you have an eyesight, so you're focusing on the path that you want to take and where you're trying to go. The next one, that many effective pathways can be devised in order to get to the desired future. Don't get stuck thinking that there's only one way to do it. And sometimes it's hard not to do that. Uh, If if one way didn't work, try another way, because there's vast amount of ways to get where you need to go, the where we want to go. The key is to just keep trying. Don't slow down. Don't back up. Keep trying. And the enemy wants us to stop. He wants us to stop. He wants us to stop praying. He wants us to stop trying to reach out to other people. He wants us to uh, feel bad about what happened to us or something. But you know what? That's a weight that he wants us to be carrying around. And you can't move very fast or move forward with a weight. So we just need to drop that thing off and move forward. And everybody has a weight, had a weight at one point in time. I've had them. And, you know, and I had to say, okay, this is not who I am, and I'm just going to leave that thing alone. People have hurt me, but I had to say, okay, I'm not going to focus on what they did. I have to think about me. (laughs) And I'm not going to carry what they did because they probably don't even know. I think I wrote a book on, uh, I did write a book, um, brick by brick, and I wrote that when I was going through something to remind, to remind myself to drop that off, don't build a hedge around myself holding me in, which is what people do. I said, don't build the wall. We have to keep it open because we say we're protecting ourselves, but really we're enclosing ourselves, and we can't move out of that thing because it's right in front of us, and we can't see past it. So we have to, you know, Don't do that. We just have to keep trying, keep moving on, uh, and keep going. As Rick Renner uh, said, the author of the book Sparkling Gems, put it, at at times many of us have wondered, has anybody else gone through this, (laughs) this experience, the kinds of problems that I'm experiencing right now? (laughs) Am I the only one? Am I all alone? I mean, how many times do you hear people say that all the time? I'm by myself. I can't see through it, you know, and we do that. But his answer and mine is no, we're not alone. 
Hebrews 11 records many that came before us that have, uh, have had remarkable feats of faith. And they had to fight and struggle as they waited for the, the object of their faith to manifest. That was hope that they had. <laughs> and they used that to fight through the things that they went through. I mean, just think about Moses. He had to fight through saying that he couldn't talk and, and believe Aaron could help him and come with him and even hope that his brother would go with him. <laughs> and then he had to make sure and hope and believe and have faith that Pharaoh was going to do what God told him he was going to do. He fought through that thing. And, and there's many more in the Bible that, um, that had to go through things. Paul had to go through things. Of course, Jesus went through things. You know, all of them, John, they all went through things. We were talking about Jeremiah. He, he was a prophet, and he had to come tell them about doom and gloom. And, and so he had a, a big thing to go through, but he had faith and hope in God and what he told him to do, that he would bring him out. The Hebrew meaning of the word hope, tikvah, is an expectation, a cord, or rope, which comes from a root word that means to bind or to wait for or upon. And I thought, God, yes, we need to have, we need to wait upon the Lord for some things, but we also need to know him as a partner with us, we can make it. And what does he tell us? He's our partner. He gave us the Holy Spirit to remind us that we have a partner, and we just need to remind ourselves of that. Deuteronomy 20, verse 19, compares us to trees. And just like trees, there are seasons in a person's life or periods where the future looks bleak, miserable, and complicated. We need to know that difficulties will pass when we keep our faith in God and in ourselves, knowing our greatest days are still lying ahead of us. We can't let the devil tell you that we're, you're the only one going through things and circumstances because there are many that have gone before us who have faced the same battles, the same exact battles that you're going through and had great victories. I like to look around us and the people we are around, the people next to you uh, who have fought the same battle and are still standing. And, and you think about it, the devil does the same thing over and over and over again to people. He has no other game plan but to do the same things. <laughs> so when we see that and know that, that people can go through the same things we went through, like um, everybody gets hurt by somebody during their lifetime. It's just inevitable because people are people. <laughs> but we have to know uh, that we don't have to carry that hurt. And it's better if you don't, because carrying hurt like that can make you sick. The stress of it, the worry of it, the, you know, the, the anxiety of it. Uh, my youngest daughter at one point told me she had anxiety attacks. I was like, what are you talking about, anxiety attacks? When you get anxious, it's not a bad thing necessarily all the time. Just say, okay, I'm getting anxious about that, so I'm going to change what I'm doing. I'm going to think a different way about the situation so you don't have those things. And she's like... But mom, I just get anxiety. Well, stop saying you get anxiety. Stop owning it. And when you stop owning it, owning the hurt, owning the anxiety, then it's got to go away. <laughs> Second Corinthians 4.18 says, Since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are visible are temporal, brief, and fleeting. 
but the things that are invisible are deathless and everlasting. And I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that even though we can't see it, we know that you're working through, working through us and with us to get us through the things we're going through, to have victory at the end, that we'll have everlasting life at the end and having a good life at the end, even though we've gone through that. Uh, and, and the things that we go through are helping us grow and giving us tools that we can share with other people to help them grow and get through the things they're getting through. Can we have hope without faith? When people have hope, they can have faith because they hold a, hold a belief inside that says, I believe that the future and my life will get better. While there's no grounds to prove the hopeful assumption, we have faith in what we said. All things work together for the good. Things will change. While faith without hope is possible, hope without faith is not. And when I saw that, I'm like, wait a minute now. Faith without hope is possible. Hope. And, it's, and I thought, you know what, that's true. Sometimes we confuse faith as just being hope, but they, they have to go together. Here's a few scriptures about hope that I got in the Bible. Lamentations 3, 21 through 23 says, But this I recall, and therefore have I hope and expectation. It is because of the Lord's mercy and loving kindness that we are not consumed because of his tender compassions, fail not. So we have to know that whatever we're going through, his mercy for us, his greatness, his loving kindness won't let us fail. They are fresh and new every morning, a great and abundant, and great and abundant is your stability and faithfulness. So even though we have go through that stuff, he's, his tender compassions and mercy is not going to let us fail. And... It makes us stable. It gives us stability and faithfulness, his faithfulness, but it gives us stability knowing, okay, God's with me. He's going to see me through this thing, even though it looks like I'm not going to make it, but God, and he's never late. (laughs) Verse 24 says, the Lord is my portion or share, says my living being, my inner self. Therefore, I will hope in him and wait expectingly for him, expecting God to do something in our lives, expecting him to change the circumstance, expecting him to be there when I need him to be there. Proverbs twenty three eighteen says, For surely there is a latter end, a future and reward, and your hope and expectation shall not be cut off. And I love that one. I was like, man, my hope and expectation in God and in me working through everything will not be cut off. Psalms 119, 114 says, You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Psalm 137, O Israel, O people, O Christians, <laughs> hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy and loving kindness, and with him is plenteous redemption. He will redeem us out of everything. Romans 15, 13. May the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound and be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. 
After studying about hope and how to grow it, I'm convinced there's nothing more important than for us to have faith and hope. We all have hardships in one fashion or another. It's how we react to it and work through it that defines us and who we are. It's our reaction to the circumstance or test that will define who we are when the smoke clears and when it's over. And I thought about that said, yeah, all the things, it defines us one way or another. Who will we be when we come out of the circumstance? Who will we be? How will we be when we come out and when we are victorious? Will we carry it as a weight or will we be strong enough to cast it off and move forward? I was looking up things uh, about how to grow hope on com. And in the article, it said that the sages or rabbis tell the Jewish community that their struggles are a test tailor-made just for them. And I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute, God. (laughs) Because everybody seems to have almost some, at one point or another, the same test. But when I read that, I said the test was tailor-made for us to help us in whatever we're going through and whatever we're thinking, however we're thinking, that we can make it through because it's, it's made for us. This is how we grow hope. We fight through and persevere through the circumstance and come out victorious, stronger, and able to fight and withstand whatever comes our way. And we've proven that over this past year, that we can persevere, fight, and we're stronger than we were before all this happened because we were, had an opportunity to um, like, nope, this is not going to happen to me. It's not going to keep me from seeing people. It's not going to keep me closed in my house. It's not going to keep me from thinking that there's something better out there when all this uh, goes away. And they're trying to say it's not going to go away. But with us, it's going to go away. <laughs> we always need to remember God has put us on our specific paths. He has a reason, and it has something to do with our job or talent that he gave us in the beginning of our lives. God is in control. He's running the world. He's even running our individual world. (laughs) And sometimes we forget that. He's running the world, but I'm trying to get my thing together. No, he's running our world, too. And he knows exactly what's going on, and uh, and that alone is why we have to keep the hope alive, because He's running our lives. Sometimes we think we're running it, but really God is running it. (laughs) And that's a good thing to know that God is running it. Okay, God, I'm going through this thing, but I know you got me. (laughs) A lady in an article I was reading about hope said, what we think is bad, miserable, unbearable, and hard to overcome, God doesn't think that it is. He put us here in the test to grow. I had to really think about that for a few minutes because some of the things that I've gone through didn't feel very good. <laughs> but I did come out of them, and I am stronger because of it, and so that's why it's easy for me not to um, change my mind on something. When I believe something, nothing can change my mind or get me off of it because I've already experienced it, I've come out of it, and now I'm stronger because of it. Uh, she reframed darkness. In her article, when she talked about it, the things that are miserable, she reframed the things that were dark, or she reframed them and made them more positive and thought, okay, they might look this way to me, but God doesn't think the way I think. And we have to remember that his 
thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. So we need to think, okay, we're here. This is how we're thinking. But let's think how God thinks about it. Amen. Having unquestionable faith and hope in God and his word will give us the strength, power, and energy to keep moving forward. Reaching for the sky, growing stronger, stretching out our roots like the trees, sharing our knowledge and acquired wisdom. Because when we go through that and we and have the knowledge, we get acquired wisdom to help and sustain others around us and to sustain ourselves through our life cycle. And that's what Pastor Larry does and is doing all the time. He is sharing his knowledge and his acquired wisdom with all of us so we can grow, so we have hope that it worked for him. I know it's going to work for me. We can have faith in what God has done. And I have this prayer that I wrote um, because I thought about it. I said, God, you are so good. You are so good, and your promises are true, and we need to remember that. Uh, So this prayer, Father, your word says nothing is impossible to those who believe. So we are releasing our faith in your promises. We fully believe that what you did for those faithful believers that came before us and surround us, you will also do it for us. In the name, by the merits, and by the authority of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. God is good. He's for us. He's not against us. And you know what? This just makes me think, you know, all the things that are going on, we can defeat the enemy. There is nothing that he can do to us that he hasn't done to somebody else. And we know that with God, we have the power, we have the strength, we have the ability to defeat the enemy, and he knows it. And that's why he tries to attack us. Amen?